Hey, Lee, welcome. Uh, let's just give everybody four more minutes, and I'll get I'll get started. Hey, Fahim, welcome. I'll give everybody four more minutes, and I'll get started. Oh yes, Niha Fahim. How are you? Yeah, I'm really concerned about calling because uh, there's no update on the app anymore. And the people are leaving. Oh, by the way, guys, if you want to uh, be on a speaker, just call in, okay? I'll make a Heidi a speaker. Anyone, you know, you want to speak up, just... And uh, so I actually can use some help because uh, I'm not so well prepared because uh, I've been visiting uh, using the weekends visiting uh canadian cities i went to uh uh the first uh three-day weekend i went to uh saint john's and uh prince edward island and the second one i went to quebec city second those three days in quebec city and i just came back this morning from montreal and uh, this coming weekend, I'm going to uh, uh, Ottawa, and uh, it was uh, it was a uh, fantastic uh, stuff. And uh, I, I actually is going to have a I might have a room tomorrow uh, because uh, I just learned so much, and uh, there's a, so much more to talk about. And and at the same time, I can tell that uh, fewer people are having regularly scheduled rooms. Uh, I don't know whether Katie Helper is still on these days. She used to be on like a Monday morning after her useful idiot show on YouTube. I don't think she's doing it anymore. Not even on Tuesday. 
And uh, I, I just feel sad that the, you know, these great hosts are le- uh, are leaving, and uh, probably these they they see something that uh that that uh, that I'm not seeing, so I'm concerned. But then again, I was like, probably I should uh, step up a little bit. I will start like uh, in the past, I have to you know type up my notes uh, for each room. And uh, now I was like, well, I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> and so, like today, I'm not using a computer. I'm just in, I'm just having some notes on my phone, and I'm just u- using a phone, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, just uh, go over the, the 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 thoughts I had while listening to all the talks and uh, on YouTube about the all the Trump cases. Okay, and. Uh, Oh, by the way, I will say it's a good compliment. I believe Lance has a, a seven o'clock <laughs> uh, room, and he used all the uh, profanity word I'm using. Uh, but uh, as you guys can probably tell, that I scheduled this room way ahead of time because I have concluded what's going on with all this Trump prosecution can be best described as two words: cluster F, because uh, there's no be- other better words, and I'm going to explain it to you guys uh, in great de- detail. Uh, some real quick update, because I always want to talk about shootings in the in the Sunday series. This is a Sunday series. You know, this is about judicial white privilege. And uh, you guys probably heard about uh, uh, this uh, Jacksonville, Florida shooting, where this uh, white person who put out a two firearms in a dollar store for all the places that he can find African Americans. <laughs> he will go to the dollar store and shoot shoot and kill the three people. Right, you heard all this. Now, I'm not saying this is not worthy of uh, news. It is. But do you guys know that I actually, uh, when I saw that at the same time, something else happened in Ohio. There's a family of a five. I think it's a, a couple, uh, in their forties, mid forties or early forties. They have three children. I think the oldest is uh, probably 15. The second oldest is 12. Another one is probably seven, something like that. So. It's a white couple, white families. All five people died from murder, suicide. And uh, it's, it happened about the same time of the Jacksonville shooting. You know, but you would not hear mainstream media to talk about those shootings. <laughs> and, uh, and I will have to say that white privilege is killing white families. Plain and simple. I do not know why. I, but based on my observation, white husbands are more likely to use a gun to commit murder and then suicide. I do not know why, but I do know the consequences is that it's just, you're just going to have a fewer, fewer white families ra- raising normal kids because they, though their kids will be killed. Right, I have I have said this is not my statistics. It's according to the USA Today. Uh, a ch- a kid in America is a three times more likely to be killed by gun violence in his or her own home. 
as in his or her school. That is that is the sad reality. So, so I just want to quickly mention about that because, uh, like I said, I just believe the public deserves know the truth, the entire truth, the full truth, when something this tragic happened. We are not going to eliminate racial animosities in this country. It's a multiracial society. You're going to have some people, because uh, I, I know this guy, uh, uh, K-Dot, uh, I think his name's Hussein, right? He, I know he hates Chinese because he was once fired by a, his boss, who is a Chinese lady. <laughs> so you're not going to get rid of the racial animosities. But for a parent to use his own hand and a firearm to kill his own children, this is beyond bizarre. This is, this must be studied and researched and, and disclosed and exposed exactly what happened. All right. So that is something, you know, I want to bring about. So let me, now let me go to this main topic. I have said uh, in my past Sunday shows about Trump cases. Now in, back in, uh, last August when Trump was, uh, Mar-a-Lago was initially searched. I was like, uh, well, Mary Garland has handed over a, in a gold plate, the golden opportunity for Trump to come back. I actually believe that espionage case, the classified document case is not that strong at all. I have said uh, plenty of things about why I think that case is quite weak because, uh, to be, uh, another country's spy, you want to get paid. How much you need to pay Trump to be a spy for you? It's going to be a lot, a lot of money. And I don't think anyone, any country, any government of any country in their same mind is going to bribe Trump to provide classified documents. You know, he is a braggadocious, bragging person, braggadocious person. You know, we all know that. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 but that's not his stupidity. His childishness does not constitute a espionage act, does not constitute uh, actual criminal conduct in helping a foreign nation that are enemies of the United States. As simple as that. And I commented on the Alvin Bragg's uh, uh, lawsuit, a, a criminal case against Donald Trump too. Uh, I actually forgot about it, but I, I do know a lot of people talk about it. I think uh, Biden, who is an African-American, who is attorney on calling, he had a segment about uh, Alvin Bragg's criminal case against Trump. You know, Biden also said it's a very weak case. It's a, it's it's a very weak case. And so today, you know, I want to talk about all four cases after, especially after this, uh, 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 Jack Smith and, uh, Fanny, uh, Fanny Willis brought about two separate cases against Trump. So, I mean, the, on YouTube, there's a lot of people are talking about this, right? Uh, made us touch M E I D A S touch one word on YouTube. I've always said these 
Journal is a very typical uh, American uh, lawyers as, uh, acting as a political tools, and uh, they are entirely biased. Their frequent guest is uh, Michael Cohen. Uh, by the way, if you listen to Michael Cohen, had he ever talked talk about Hunter Biden's case? <laughs> Has he ever talked about people, powerful people abuse their power and abuse the law when it comes to Hunter Biden? He will never talk about it because everything Michael Cohen said is a, from a very deep personal bias against Trump. And it is sad that the Michael Cohen was the private attorney of Donald Trump. In other words, it's like, uh, it, this is probably a bad, bad example, but it's almost like, uh, you know, you're very rich. You're a guy. You are, you are not happy with your own marriage. So you hired a mistress. You hired a high end hooker. Okay. I know very wealthy people do that. And turns out you hired a hooker that are very, very leaky will leak out everything you and her, uh, uh, her are doing. So that is like same with the lawyers. Lawyers is someone you confine your secret with. But all of a sudden, this lawyer turn around and the, help the prosecutors to, to, to come after you. Now, this is Michael Cohen. And as you probably know, Jack Smith's case about the, the January 6th, is almost entirely based on Trump's own attorney to be the unindicted co-conspirator, right? In fact, Jack Smith's uh, Malalago case is also heavily relied on Donald Trump's lawyer's testimony against Donald Trump. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. And so all these people, Michael Cohen, Midas Touch, lawyers, Lawrence Tribe, also this is a retired judge, Lutic, L-U-T-T-I-G. All these lawyers and judges, they are just uh, nowadays talking heads as a political tools. One person I highly recommend is uh, Alan Dershowitz. He has a YouTube channel called, called the Dersh Show. That is a very, very informative. That is extremely, uh, very, uh, I almost agreed on like, a, except two things I disagree with him, which I'm going to quickly talk about. He is spot on. I used to hate Alan Dershowitz after the OJ Simpson acquittal. Now I consider him the only person in this country who has the wisdom, the practical experience, and the deep knowledge in the Constitution to speak about all these events. He is the most impartial. He, he, he is just impartial when it comes to these Trump cases. Okay, I just highly recommend you guys, when you have time, li listen to him. It's pretty hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. So, uh, so, well, Alan Dershowitz has a book. It's called The Get Trump. That's the book's title. That's that's the book he's pushing on his show because the Trump is being prosecuted by multiple prosecutors, and that's you know pretty much proved Dershowitz's point that uh, all these uh, 
lawyers are politicians and in disguise. They want to get Trump to get political points. Now, I thought after tonight, I think uh, Dershowitz probably should consider instead of uh, uh, use the word get Trump, probably he should use the word cluster F Trump. I think that would be better, especially eventually. Oh, by the way, uh, Dershowitz has said, which, which I have said before, without knowing Dershowitz's show on YouTube, I have I said also two things. The prosecutors of Donald Trump will never be able to control these two groups of people. One is the jury. The second one, the U.S. Supreme Court. I had a one uh, Sunday episode. I've said Trump's second coming around for the presidency will go through the U.S. Supreme Court. Either in one cases or probably multiple cases. Okay, second thing is this. Dershowitz has said, whatever the prosecutor is alleging, the conviction must come from a jury, a unanimous jury. And that is a, it's not a guarantee. You know, Dershowitz believed the strongest case is the Malalago case. But Malalago case is being trialed in central Florida, which I know is a Trump country. Because I've been there. It's called the Treasury Coast area. And uh, that's where that uh, uh, Eileen Con uh, Cannon, the judge, re uh, resides. Uh, and that's where there's a district court over there. So good luck to get a unanimous jury there to convict Donald Trump to be a spy of Russia or China. So, so c coming back to the word I'm using, I believe... And I think I hope you will agree after this room that the best words to describe what's going on with the Trump with his prosecutors is a cluster F. So before I go further on that, let me uh, discuss the word the dumb fuck first. <laughs> Guess who used this word? <laughs> Joe Biden. This dumb fuck is Joe Biden's favorite curse word there is a book telling this i remember this is probably a while ago as you know joe biden ran for president multiple times and he lost multiple times all right so so he has a, a campaign staff who is a male a very young guy he was a quite discouraged after working for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. He is pretty up and close. He was up and close with Joe Biden, the candidate himself. And he wrote a book about it. And in it, he has, uh, he has disclosed that dumb fuck is uh, Joe Biden's favorite curse word for a person, for a staff who, for whatever reason, disappointed Joe Biden. Okay, so that's Joe Biden's favorite words. I want to point that out first. Now, how to make a dumb fuck out of government lawyers, aka prosecutors? Two things. I talked about this in the past. One is called absolute prosecutorial immunity. Let me repeat. Absolute prosecutorial immunity.
meaning the prosecutors literally can commit no crime. They can have no wrongdoing whatsoever under this absolute prosecutorial immunity. First thing. Second, is the absolute monopoly of a government as the sole having the sole prosecutorial authority. What I mean is this: in the old old days, the Constitution of the U.S., the English common law, allowed private citizens to hire a lawyer to prosecute a crime. For example, if a if a black family uh, feel they they are wronged because a white police officer killed their unarmed relative on the street, under current circumstances, only the government prosecutors has the power to prosecute that police officer. But in the old days. That black family can hire a private attorney to criminally prosecute that police officer. Okay, that is entirely allowed, legal. Okay, now why that that got took away? It's a very long story. You have to research yourself. I did some research myself about ten years ago. Okay, but I want to give you example. Why this is true?、Uh, a few years ago, there is a Amtrak derailment in Philadelphia, in which multiple people were killed. In that case, the family members of those deceased believe the conductor of the Amtrak train was criminally negligent. This is guys probably on some kind of a marijuana or some other drugs while driving the that 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 train, and that train clearly oversped, you know, go over the speed limit, and uh, and, and men, you know, quite a number of people were killed. So in Pennsylvania today, even today, it is allowed for victims' family. To hire a private lawyer to act as a prosecutor to prosecute a crime. Okay. Now, by the way, that that Amtrak conductor was found not guilty, but at least procedurally, in the old days, even today in Pennsylvania, you, a private person, can hire a private attorney to go after a criminal when the government declined. To prosecute that criminal. That's interesting because it, that's what happened with Steve Donzinger, right? Yeah, yes, 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 exactly. It was a private, yeah, private prosecution. Yeah, you can Google the word "a private prosecution." It is entirely allo- allowed. I'm not kidding. But but like I said, how you make dumb fucks out of these prosecutors? It's just you give them the absolute immunity. They can do no wrong. And second, they are the only one in town. <laughs> okay, they're the only one in town, so they don't have to work hard. Oh, by the way, who got who got the who go? I mean, after law school, after you 
pay, you know, uh, get a, a student loan to pay the tuition and get, get out of law school. I mean, who end up working for the government? Not so great, not so bright people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to put it in the, so it's, it's a, probably there's a the third factor there. So, so how you make them, you know, this is how, this is why, you know, these prosecutors, they're not the sharpest knife from, 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 from your, 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 your kitchen's drawer. Okay. They're not that sharp. So, so now without going too much, let me just talk about specifically. Okay. Letitia James, I have never talked about her case against Trump. But from what I heard is this. She is going after Trump organization and Trump himself for probably evading corporate taxes. Now, this is my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I want to share this with you that in case you guys don't know. MLK once was prosecuted for perjury out of his personal income tax filings. Okay? MLK, you know, so if you, let's say if you owe taxes, if you, for some reason, you owe taxes, I'm pretty sure, you know, people like you and me, you know, we're not like some, we're not like a Hunter Biden, like, you know, doing big deals, okay? We, you know, if we somehow was uh, not careful in preparing our tax returns. You know, we made some mistakes on the forms we filled up, and we submitted to the government. And the government come back to you say, "You lied to the government. You perjured. You perjured yourself. We're going to prosecute you." Is that a Trump up charges? Like a yes, right? Uh, but guess what? I mean. That's what's used, was what was used against MLK, a political leader. Oh, guess what? MLK in that case genuinely believe he will be convicted for perjury on his taxes. But guess what? He had a great lawyer. I think he had a great lawyer who is African American, by the way. And back then, the jury, he is facing an all-white jury. The all-white jury acquitted Dr. King. Believe it or not. Now, you're using that thing as an example. You can ask Letitia James here. Now, is Trump similarly situated like MLK? That he is a political leader? Right? Second, you are not going after Trump's personal taxes. You're going after his corporation's taxes. He has a multiple, multiple corporations. It sounds more petty to me. If you not, you're not going after people establish corporation. I, you know, I have a company. I set up a dollar corporation for a reason. Okay? Because uh, I can do business under that corporation. I can get uh, some income before taxes. And I can expense certain things out 
Okay. The most important thing is this. To form S corporation, you avoid having personal liability if you did something horribly wrong. Okay. They, people who your, your victims can come after your corporation, but not to your person. So people have corporations. For her to go after Trump organizations, taxation issue as a criminal offenses. First of all, isn't that true that all corporations try to evade taxes? I mean, I mean, I know Trump organization is not small organization, but guess what? Compared to Amazon, compared to Microsoft, compared to Apple, are these corporations evaded the billions and billions of taxes by having overseas shell companies? What about those? Now, if whatever Trump organization did on their taxes is criminally bad, is criminal, I'm pretty sure what Amazon did, what Apple did, what so, so many other huge American corporations did, are criminal too. Right? So, 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 so what I'm trying to say is that Letitia James case has two problems. One is that you are going after a political leader. Second is that you are not even going after his personal tax evasion. It's not like Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's situation is different. Hunter Biden is a evasion of personal income taxes in the millions. Okay, Hunter Biden has a whole, whole bunch of other issues. When it comes to Trump, he, she is not going after Trump's personal income taxes. She is going after Trump's organization. I'll tell you, I mean, if she has a strong case, a lot of CPAs will be, will be indicted for criminal conspiracy of cooking the books. It is that, it is that simple. Okay? So this is how dumb she is, in my opinion. But she's not the dumbest. Just wait for me to go to Jack Smith and Fanny Willis. Alvin Bragg. So he apparently does not understand. For a if say for example, if I hired a prostitute, okay, I'm not even running for the office. I'm pretty sure I don't want anyone to know that I have hired a prostitute. Even if I'm not running for office, I'm a private person, right? You know, if this prostitute wants to talk to someone, I might pay some. If I have the money, I'll pay harsh money. Having her sign, a ND, uh, sign to sign an NDA, it's normal because, you know, I kind of want to protect my reputation, right? So in a nutshell, what I have, I've talked about this before. I think Biden had talked about this before. For Alvin Bragg to go after a private person's conduct when that person tried to keep a prostitute to be quiet about their his dealings. 
To me, it's a chicken shit case. It's a chicken shit crime. Yeah, it is a crime, but it's a chicken shit. Because to me, I have said in my uh, prior rooms, the biggest case, in my opinion, in Alvin Bragg's hand is that Daniel Penny's case. The New York City subway choke death case. Daniel Perry has raised almost $3 million for his own defense. And it is a racial case. If Alvin Bragg has time and resources, if I were him, I would put all my resources to focus on that particular case. Not the chicken shit he's going after. So these are the two lightweights I'm, I'm, I'm going to go after, uh, go over first. Now here comes the Jack Smith. Okay. I, you know, I put a picture there. Four prosecutors, one white, three blacks. Jack Smith is uh, being portrayed as well. He is a judge um, in the ICC, International Criminal Court. I already said that ICC is a piece of shit. It's a fraud all by itself. Now, Jack Smith is supposed to be a very smart guy. But when he come out with this January 6th indictment, I was deeply disappointed. And here I'll tell you why. The U.S. government has prosecuted a whole bunch of people who showed up on January 6th on the Capitol Hill. These people are prosecuted as an insurrectionist. Okay, it's an insurrection. Remember. Okay, imagine the last time the U.S. actually have an insurrection. Heidi, how far are you going to go back to say, when will be the last insurrection that you know of? In, in in the U, in the US. Uh as far as I know, it would have been it during Nixon's administration. It, didn't he have to like um ring buses around the White House to keep the people from uh storming the storming it? Okay. He was afraid of them. Okay. Okay. Well you you're you're very kind. I I, I I'm aware of the pictures that you, you're talking about, but I do know the I do not know the detail of the actual grievances those pro protesters had back then. So I want you to guys to think about this: Robert Lee Lee, the general of the Confederate armies, are those people insurrectionists? Oh, I see. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess technically they secede. They seceded from the Union, so um, that would be a uh, 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 what do you call action of insurrection, right? Yeah, they are armed insurrectionists, right? I mean, we have oh no, January six, no, those are people who, who 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 are prosecuted. They have never carried a firearm with them. <laughs> they went there, of course. It's a disorderly conduct. It's trespassing. It's a it's a disruption of a government official business. You name it. But compared to, to the Civil War, those are the armed insurrectionists. Right? Imagine that the, the federal government after Civil, Civil War prosecuted all the Confederate soldiers, in, uh, including Robert E. Lee. 
but they will leave the president of the Confederacy alone. Jeff, uh, is it Jefferson Davis? To me, January 6th is a plain and simple. Trump said, you have to go there to fight like hell. You have to go to the march to Capitol Hill. He said all those things. It's a common law riot. You don't even need a actual written statue. It's a just be, it's a bunch of people. They can be drunk. They have a leader. This leader said, let's go to that spot. It's called the Capitol Hill. Let us go there, show them something. Whatever it is, those folks went that way. So, and they are prosecuted, remember, as an insurrectionist. But now all of a sudden, Trump is not being in, prosecuted as the leader or instigator of that common law riot or common law trespassing, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So you, basically the federal government, Jack Smith should know this, already trumped up all these charges against those ordinary people. I mean, drunk they may be, you know, they may be disorderly. Yes, they did commit crimes. No doubt about it. But insurrection is very different. So, so we know all these little fish are being prosecuted. Most of them are, got convicted and some are was sent to prison for very harsh sentences. But the guy who actually told them you have to march to the Capitol Hill is not being prosecuted as a part of that insurrection. Trump is only indicted as a conspiracy <laughs> with his lawyers to defraud the United States. But like I said, you have all the fish, small fishes being indicted and convicted as a insurrectionist. But what, who is the head of that insurrection? So, so, so now, actually, Alan Dershowitz has said this. This is where I disagree with him. This is only one point. Okay. Basically, Alan Dershowitz says, whatever Trump said to those protesters, transpasters, his supporters, is protected under the First Amendment. And most importantly, Dershowitz said this. Trump literally said, he asked his supporters to go there peacefully and patriotically. Patriotically. So let me repeat. He asked his supporters to go there, quote, peacefully and patriotically, unquote. Dershowitz said, because Trump has said these two, uttered these two words, peacefully and patriotically, so Trump cannot be held liable for the violence that happened up there. This is the only place I disagree with Dershowitz because I thought, especially in the mob world, mob bosses, they have, they do the double talk. They do the double talk. They will say something like this. I actually write it down. Hold on a second. 
You know, they will say something like this. Joey is a hell of a nice guy, but someone would love to see him go. Unquote. Basically, you don't have to say, oh, he said these nice words. Therefore, he cannot be convicted. He, sh he will be found innocent. No, no, no. You have to look at the entire thing together. You cannot just say, I'm just going to pick two words out of his 15-minute uh, speech, saying because he uttered these two words in his entire speech. Therefore, he cannot be found liable for what happened on the Capitol Hill. Okay, this is where I disagree with him. But for Jack Smith not knowing that all these little guys have already been convicted of a, quote, insurrection, unquote, which is a very, very serious crime. And he will leave the, the big fish alone. How's that possible? How is that possible? So now, let's come uh, after. So, so that's what my initial disappointment is. I was like, if everything, I mean, if Jack has to retire, uh, so rely on all, uh, all these Trump lawyers to testify against him, the Supreme Court may, may, may come down and say, no, no, you cannot do that. You cannot use the communication between a lawyer and his client as incriminating, incriminating evidence against the person. Now, Dershowitz has talked about this many times. You, you, you know, like, like I said, Michael Cohen is the most famous turncoat lawyers, meaning lawyers who turning around and accuse his own client of being a criminal. Now let's talk about this uh, Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis case is the most hilarious one. I like the fact that she come up with this recall charges. So I want you to take it back. Just, just, just take, take a step back. Just look, just imagine this. You have Jack Smith sitting in Washington, D.C. You have Fannie Willis sitting in Georgia, but they both of them are looking at the same person, Donald Trump. Both they are looking at the same transaction. The results of the 2020 presidential election. They are examining the same set of facts. That is Trump's conduct, specifically Trump's interaction with the people around him and the people outside his circle after the 2020 election results that Joe Biden is the winner. So, you, you are not talking about one person, Fannie Willis, looking at all this. She has a team. You are not looking at Jack Smith 
all by himself, looking at all these, all, all, all these. He has a team. But the key is this. They are looking at the same set of facts by the same perpetrator. Oh, by the way, do you know that the federal prosecutors can actually prosecute state crimes in the federal court as long as that person also committed a federal crime? So in other words, Georgia has this RICO law. If Trump violated the RICO law of Georgia, a federal prosecutor can prosecute Trump under the same law, provided that Trump also at the same time violated a federal law. Remember, these two big prosecutorial teams, they, they are numbered at least, say, 50 in D.C. and 50 in Georgia. They are looking at the same thing. They are looking at the same person. All his conduct, all his interaction with every people, his lawyers, his supporters, his whatever, his bankers, his accountant, everything. So Jack team come out say, it's a criminal conspiracy. Fanny Willis team come back say, it's a RICO. How could that be? This is the beauty of a cluster fucking. It's the same cookie in that jar. But you have a, you have, you have a four pair of hands in that cookie jar. Okay. You have a, you have a 40 fingers in that same cookie jar trying to grab that same cookie. That's the beauty of a cluster F because they are fucking each other. Okay? Theoretically, imagine this. Theoretically, they can, Jack Smith and Fanny Willis, one of them has to be wrong. Right? One of them has to be wrong because they are looking at the same person. They are looking at the same transaction. Trump's call to the Georgia Secretary of the State is the same transaction that Jack Smith has to look into. Trump's discussion with his lawyers, that being Rudy Giuliani, that being uh, Sidney Powell, whoever, is the same set of communication transaction that Fannie Willis has to look into. Is that right? Anyone disagree? But provided they look, they look at, I mean, these are not, you know, I mean, a prosecutor probably got paid what? Nearly $175,000 a year? These are not cheap people, okay? They all look at the same thing. And one come out and say, it's a RICO. Another one come out and say, it's a criminal conspiracy. Uh, actually, I actually believe state prosecutors can also prosecute a federal crime. 
provided that that person also commit a state crime. Okay? So you literally have these two teams come, by, come out with a two different conclusion. One of them has to be wrong. Right? Because we're looking at the same thing. They're all lawyers. It's not like, oh, this person only read the Georgia's book. No, it's the same thing. This is what happened when you cluster F, Trump, out of the same transaction. Out of the same transaction. All right? So now... Let, let me talk about, so I already said what I believe Jack Smith is wrong is this. He is going to, basically his overall theory is this. The discussion between a lawyer and his client can be considered by the government lawyer to be a conspiracy to commit a crime. That itself, in my opinion, will not win on the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay? I'll tell you this. I have a lawyer friend who is working on this project together with me. He always joke about this. He said, Peter, I will be sitting right next to the to the next cell <laughs> in, in jail with you for the stuff he and I are talking about. Okay? It's a joke. But there's some truth in it. Okay, a person who has a DUI case, and he or she is talking to his lawyer, is that a criminal conspiracy to evade justice? That's Jack Smith. That's his 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 theory, and you know I think Dershowitz has said that theory is hard to pass the U.S. Supreme Court. He may get a conviction in Washington D.C. But that whole thing will be appealed all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay? So that that's Jack on his own. Now let's compare Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis, I don't know how, who, which law school... She goes to and know that, but but I but I, but I was like Rico is this. Okay, let me just quickly explain to you. If you say Heidi and I go shopping in a department store, all right, I looked at a nice piece of jewelry and I grabbed that jewelry and put it into my pocket without paying for it. I tried to get away. And I was shopping with Heidi in that store. Okay? If Heidi and I, before going to that store, have talked about this, we agree that she and I is going to do it as a team, that's a conspiracy. That's a criminal conspiracy. Without that agreement, then it will just be a simple uh, 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 shoplifting. I'm trying to steal something. It's not conspiracy. Rico is another level up. 
above the conspiracy. Rico, you have to have an enterprise. What is enterprise? You just think about that mob. Mob is a business. They have a casino business. They have a trash collection business. They have restaurant business. They have a drug business. They have prostitution business. It's enterprise. It's enterprise. What what qualified that to be an enterprise? There has to be something with a value. What value? This word is called a pecuniary value. P e c u n i a r y value. I'm going to use Delaware's Rico statue. I know Georgia has its own Rico statue. I'm going to read Delaware's Rico statue. A little bit boring, but I want to. Emphasize this because I have to prove not only these prosecutors they are dumb fucks themselves because they don't even read the fucking law and they cost the fucking okay. So now I'm just saying Fanny Willis is a dumb fuck also because to have an enterprise you have to engage in pursuing something that has this thing called a. Pecuniary value, P E C U N I A R Y. Okay, in the Dollar West Rico statute, it says this: Pecuniary value shall mean a anything of value in the form of money, a negotiable instrument, a commercial interest, or anything else which constitutes an economic advantage. Remember, all Trump is doing is a political campaign and the result of a election. Okay. B, any other property or service that has a value in excess of one hundred dollars. So let me repeat this. Pecuniary value shall mean. A anything of value in the form of money, a negotiable instrument, a commercial interest, or anything else which constitutes an economic advantage, or B any other properties or service that has a value in excess of one hundred dollars. You read these words. I'm pretty sure Georgia's law will have a very similar definition. You have to have an enterprise. In other words, if Heidi and I agree to 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 steal some jewelry in a department store, it's a conspiracy, because we have discussed this, agreed it upon it beforehand. It's a conspiracy. But to have an enterprise, Heidi and I have to set up where we are going to sell off these kind of a stolen goods, for through which channel, with who else. Because it has to be enterprise, and the most important is that enterprise has to be in pursuit of this something with a pecuniary value. So now look at Trump, what he did. He's running for office. It is an organization. Can you call it an enterprise in pursuit of a? Pecuniary value.
How much? What's the price tag of the presidency? <laughs> I know politics are corrupt. They are ease of value. Yes, I agree with that. But just look at this transaction, the discussion Trump had with his lawyers, his call to the, the Secretary of State of Georgia, saying, find me that votes. Any of those talks, have you come across one single incident that they have a pecuniary value that will bring economic advantage will bring some money for Trump. Oh, remember, Trump donated his presidential salary. Is that right? <laughs> remember, so, so, so talking about convicting him of being a spy of another nation, such as Russia or, or China, he will say, I donated my fucking salary, which is $400,000. Okay? He is doing something wrong. He, he definitely like I said, I do believe Trump committed a common law incitement of a riot, not the insurrection. But for Fanny Willis to accuse him of pursuing something of an enterprise of a pecuniary value, where the F she learned this law from? By the way, it's not just herself. It's a team of lawyers. You know, I mean, you, you I mean, if I were, yeah, of course I'm not, if I were um, Trump's lawyer, I would file a motion to dismiss. I'm saying, look, you cannot classify political activities. Unlawfully, they may be a RICO activity. Because whoever is seeking political offices, especially in the position of Trump, a billionaire, he is not looking for something of money or these negotiable instruments and all that. Right? If a political office can be considered of something of pecuniary value, then a lot of political candidates will run, run into a risk of being indicted of running a criminal enterprise. Right? So so that's why I believe Fanny Willis is also a dumb fuck. Probably the biggest among the four. You know, I would say I mean even today the US Supreme Court can ask and will I think they will ask this the simple question. You have two armies of lawyers one from Washington, D.C., one from Georgia. One is from federal government, one is from the Georgia state government. Why you look at the same set of transactions, the same set of things Donald Trump did, why do you have a two different crimes? Explain that. Guess what? They can't. They are looking at the same cookie in the same cookie jar. Because they are so chaotic. They are so poisoned by their political motivation. 
they don't know what the F they're doing. You can simply ask, did the Jack, can, you know, Jack Smith cancel the Fannie Willis's work by not charging Trump of recall? Remember, Jack Smith, as a federal prosecutor, is authorized to prosecute Trump under Georgia's recall law. If there is evidence to support that, he did not. Jack Smith did not. So Jack Smith eventually, essentially, canceled out Fannie Willis's case against Trump. On the flip side, you no, know, it could. I don't know. If that's the case, but is Fannie Willis hiding something? From Jack Smith, other you know, had Jack Smith know those things, Jack Smith may ha may have uh, decided to pursue Rico against Trump. We don't know, but I do know this: lawyers they hate each other. They are extremely tribal. They're very very territorial. I learned this uh, from my actual work experience. All those prosecutors, you may think, oh, they're, they're all federal prosecutors. They must be working closely with each other. Uh-uh. They don't. I don't know why, but I do know they don't. So this is a, one good example, probably a worse example, that you have a federal team of prosecutors in Jack Smith's control, and you have a state team of prosecutors under Fannie Willis's control, looking at the same perpetrator, looking at the same transaction, looking at the same interaction, and they come up with a two different conclusions. And they are going to cancel each other out. So that, in a nutshell, you know, I want to talk about for to today. Like I said, not well prepared because uh, I I was uh, busy. I was always been traveling over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, but I feel like I need to talk about this because uh, all the prosecution cases out all are unsealed. The trial will be on Sunday, and there's a lot of uh, talking heads on TV, and I just want to point out for you guys that this is uh, just another good example a sad example that how effed up our justice criminal justice system and our just you know our justice system generally how bad it is and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, so that in a nutshell is uh, what I want to share with you guys Any comment, I, Heidi? Yeah, I was going to say, um, my take on it is a little bit different, but uh, it doesn't uh, nullify the point you're making either. Um, the way I look at it is um, law, like medicine, is a practice. It's not a hard science. 
So there are different possible interpretations of the facts and evidence and, you know, whatnot. So uh, it, it does make it possible for two different uh, law professionals to see a different case. But uh, it also goes to show it's an example of how it's it, it's absolutely political because they are just throwing stuff at the wall to see what might stick. And yes. they're trying. Yeah. So yep. and that's the way everybody looks at it. Like I watched this show, Mod Tricka, uh on YouTube. It's like it's it's a uh, TikTok compilations of like creepy videos and uh-huh. even, you know, that stuff like that comes up. And he's like not political at all. The guy is just, you know, he's just like a really chill, laid back kind of person. And <laughs> even people like him are saying it. It's political, you know. And this, this, um, this madness that they're going after Trump with this Trump derangement syndrome is—it's obvious to everyone, even not political people. So yeah, it's, it, it and it really is only gonna—it's gonna make him more popular, right? Is, yes. That's what happened, right? Yes. I, I am very sure. I actually believe Dershowitz will be helping Trump for his appeals. He already said a lot of funny things that I, I found to be hilarious. And, uh, I mean, he, again, just, I, I just think that you, you will enjoy the, his show, uh, uh, his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he's spot on. Basically, he's saying, all you people, he is a Lawrence tribe. Uh, uh, Dershowitz is a Jewish. Lawrence Tribe is also a Jewish. And he's beating up Lawrence Tribe. And he's challenging Lawrence Tribe for a debate. Criticizing what Lawrence Tribe is doing. Because you uh, just making himself being a political tool. And uh, he's right. I mean, Dershowitz, he is really, really deep. His shit is very deep. And... uh, I, I'm, I'm just, because I just recently learned that he has a channel on YouTube. So, uh, his own channel, in addition to, you know, when he show up in other, you know, in, 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 in other podcasts or YouTube channels. But I just find out, you know, what he said is spot on. He has uh, two things. Only a jury can convict, uh, a Trump. Second is that all his cases will go to the U.S. Supreme Court, where, you know, Trump will get a, Serious re- uh, re- relief. I just think all these people, these prosecu- prosecutors, they are just wasting taxpayers' money, do the, in their own personal political project, and uh, it's sad. It's just very sad. Absolutely, and really, what they're prosecuting is free speech. When it comes down to it, they're prosecuting them for speech that the Supreme Court has already determined was absolutely constitutionally protected because of Brandenburg versus Ohio. They've already just, yeah. So, yeah, they're they're trying to move the goalpost on that. And I hope that that people don't stand for it. And I'm sure that Supreme Court won't. But um, I I was going to say about Dershowitz, uh, what I find amusing about that is because of his association with Jeffrey Epstein and all that stuff, it's almost like he has to tell the truth about other stuff to distract from, you know, people digging into his uh, personal life. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> May, you, you're saying he probably is, mo- uh, that's his motivation. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh, <laughs> yes. uh-huh. I, I, I yep. would, the, the, first of all, I, I am those who... uh 
who I guess I know how American operates and uh, and uh, especially the popular uh, public opinion and the court of public opinion know that. So I I'm those who that is that I have to be in it to know exactly what's going on. So I don't I do not know enough about what's his role in the Epstein uh, 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 crime crime activities so i cannot say too much about it you know that that's the only thing i i can say but but you have a po- i know what you're saying maybe he's doing all this uh great public service because uh he is trying to <laughs> kind of uh, kind of uh yep. do do some good for for whatever he he wrong he did in that area Yep, yep, but not even necessarily to make up for it. He just knows that people are hungry for truth and that's, you know, we're sick of being lied to. So, you know, and, and if he does tell the truth about uh, something, it, it will distract from, you know, yeah. and maybe yeah. maybe it does kind of make up for it. I don't know. One of, yeah. his, one of his YouTube audience is actually of Illinois judge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that guy comments, you know, just he's uh, listening to him is very very educational, uh, and uh, I agree. He he is a uh, is he he is uh, those uh, I would say that in the middle, uh, you know, uh, legal kind of a guy, and uh, and that that that's what 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 I like because uh, this country is truly going down the drain. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. We have no principles. There's no integrity. There's no character. Yeah, we need we need some freaking spines and some balls. Yeah. So, well, thank you, guys. I just want to let out. I might have to do a room tomorrow on the uh, what is it on the on the bricks on on the bricks uh, and uh, and and the United Nation uh, because I. I heard something new today, which I find out to be fascinating. So I, I might want to do a room tomorrow because I just don't think uh, there's en- not enough uh, a pre-scheduled room to talk about some topics. Uh, most of the rooms are just hangout rooms that is not don't get published. I just want to do this, uh, you know, for 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 podcasting purposes, not for hanging out purposes. So yeah. Totally understand. Can you do a little bit earlier though? Because I don't know if you already have it scheduled or not, but uh, it it runs up against my kids' bedtime. So oh yeah, I'll they- do it earlier. Sure, I can do it okay. earlier. I cool. can do it. All right. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Uh, thank All you, right. Fahim. Thank you, Lee. And uh, hopefully, I can see you again next uh, in my next next room. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, Heidi. Oh, Brady, you're too late. <laughs> What's going on, Brady? Is this the real Brady? What's up, Brady? I missed it, did I? I'm an hour late. What the hell? It, it's all right. It's all right. It's quite all right. I, I probably will do another one tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds fun. It was some uh, extra jeopardy, or some uh, triple jeopardy, or something. Your what? I'm sorry. Well, I'll listen to it afterwards. But I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry I haven't recorded the song yet and even released it to the public yet. I've been a little distracted, but um, 
you know, um, this uh, Wednesday and Thursday specifically, I'm going to be working on that. So Ooh. hopefully by Friday, you should be able to see something cool at least. Great. Great. Fantastic. Hey, like I said, I'm ready to write the check. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just think, you know, if, uh, if uh, Amanda and Heidi said this is real cool, that, that that's good enough for, for, for me. Because that oh, guy uh, who sounds this uh, uh, Richmond, uh, north of a ri Richmond, is a pretty in in interesting example, right? So, yeah, and uh, I plan on leaning heavily into songwriting. Once I saw him do it, I was like, "All right, all right, all right, I'll I'll st I'll, I'll I'll lean into it too." Um, so it seems like it's a good idea. I, I saw it work for him, and I hope that it can work for me too. Cool. Cool. Well, good talking to you, Brady. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Heidi said if I do a room in the evening, she will prefer to do it earlier, which I will cons consider and uh, probably do it at eight o'clock uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, so, but anyway, yeah, just, uh, I just find out that there's not enough, uh, pre-scheduled room for, uh, for podcasting purposes. Uh, most rooms are just for hanging out while, you know, a lot of good hosts, uh, have left and, uh, I kind of want to, just uh, putting some rooms uh, of my own and uh, just to catch up a little bit, I guess. So, yeah. have a great evening and uh, I will talk to you soon, Brady.